Thank you for joining us for turning a moment into a movement. I am Jay Love. And for those um, of you who, uh, if this is your first time joining us, I also represent the Justice for Gerard movement. And um, Gerard uh, movement came about because my son Gerard was wrongfully um, convicted of a crime he didn't do. He was innocent. And he ended up still going to prison for two years in Michigan um, Department of Corrections for that crime. And so because of the journey with Gerard and um, we created this platform called Turning a Moment into a movement where we come here on Fridays at 6 p.m. to discuss wrongful convictions, how they happen, why they happen, and also just um, injustice period in um so we come here and we bring on guests and that's what we do every Friday to educate, motivate and inspire. Um, so thank you for joining us. I'm so grateful that you're here. And uh, as always, I would like to bring on our panel members and we have guests this week and uh, we're gonna have a really deep conversation. This is a community conversation um, night. So first, I'm going to bring on, of course, Revitia. Hi, Revitia. Well, good evening, Jay. How are you? I'm great, Revitia. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful. I am. Uh, I was just sharing, getting ready to share to make sure people knew we were on. I'm so glad to be a part of this movement, and um, because it's a part of me, turning a moment into a movement and moving forward. Uh, what I do is motivate, encourage people to access that kingdom within themselves. That's what I do every day, all day, in many different facets, whether it's with social justice uh, forums or with people, with Oneness and Wisdom, G100 women all over the world, helping to encourage, inspire, uplift um, people to change from within. And that's where the change has to come. Uh, I'm part of the, I am the founder of the Choice Zone, where you get to be who you are called to be by making one choice at a time. And so, Jay, I choose you. I choose this movement. I choose this moment. And I feel more inspired now than ever that the climate is ready for people to make a choice for change. Yeah. You know, on a daily basis, whether it's, calling your family together and and making sure that your family is working together working together on things that have nothing to do with what's mediated what's being in the media that's what's coming to us filtering our minds and our eye gates and ear gates but having a standard yeah getting a standard back people yeah. take your family back yeah take your family back and when we're here every friday 
talking about wrongful convictions. We're talking about answers and solutions so that we can know what we need to do individually and more than that, collectively. So I appreciate you, your commitment, your faith to keep on moving, being inspired by your son who has propelled you into purpose. Yeah. I'm for everyone who comes with us on this platform, all my brothers and sisters, and grateful for everybody who is watching. We have a collective family yeah. who in, is one in consciousness, yeah. wants to do things the right way and be right with one another. So God bless you, Jay. I love you. Thank you. You too, Tia. And also, you just reminded me to say hello to our people on YouTube that's watching. Hi, you guys. And on Twitter, hello. And for those who might watch this later on, hi. And also, I want to give a special shout out to Yolanda Nelson. Uh, Yolanda, we're sending you love. And Andre, uh, we're going to be back with them uh, probably the beginning of the year to talk about what's going on with Andre. And also, Dion, we wanted to say hello to you. So, Next, we're going to bring on. Hi, Edward. Hello, how are you guys doing? Great. How about yourself? I'm doing just fine. And I'm glad um, related to actually be on your show tonight. I gave out um, um, many invitations, asking others to take and join us this evening, this evening. And I'm thankful myself for being here. Um, I would like to take it, um, give a. Um, a shout out to uh, Mardini family, um, whose um, patriot um, was my um, Quranic um, instructor who woke me up every morning or we got up every morning together and read the Arabic script in the Quran. He recently took and passed. His son took and called me and asked to continue his father's tradition in taking and working with myself in um, my proper recitation of Quran and memorization. And so I give my prayers um, to the Mardini family in Canton, Michigan. And um, again, I, um, I pray Allah bless your um, father's soul. And I'm very thankful um, for not only him, for him to have a family. What um, Reverend Amtia um, was just talking about, um, <clears throat> despite the fact that the Patriot is passing, um, one of his sons reached out to me and let me know that both of those sons would be um, continuously sticking their hand out to take and offer me those services. So I'm very thankful for having known a gentleman like that and then to take and know we have children that mm -hmm. can honor their parents and their parents' um, endeavors um, in this life. And so um, thank you very much. And it's an example of what um, we can do to take and honor our parents. Right. Introduce yourself, Edward, for those who it might be their first time joining us. Let them know who you are. And thank you. My name is Edward Sanders. I go by the name of Baraka. Um, I am son who has a lived experience. Um, though I'm a recent graduate from the University of Michigan School of Social Work, and I'm a recent employee at the Washington County Prosecutor's Office in their Conviction, Integrity, and Expungement Unit. And I am a member of the board of directors of the Detroit Justice Center. I also am a recent 
um, a returning citizen from the Department of Correction after having served 43 years in Michigan prison. I went to prison at the age of 17 and came home just um, prior to my um, 60th birthday in 2017. And um, I'm presently um, applying to law school. Um, I'm very much active in the community as a um, social um, justice um, advocate. Um, I try to focus on the idea or the concepts of abolition work, recognizing that most of the things that we or have taken and tried to reform are the very things that are causing us problems today. And we seem to be going around in circles with chipping off things um, in terms of leaving the, um, the full, the other rest of the product there, such as um, cash bail system. This is a practice mm -hmm. that goes all the way back to slavery. So I'm here as an advocate of abolition, not necessarily reform. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you. So let's see who else is. Hi, Attorney Matt. Hello, everyone. How are you? Hi. Can you yeah. hear me? Yes. Hear you well. Okay. Well, well you know, you know, J Love with my yes. technology. That's always that's always a blessing. Okay. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Hey, J Love, I see yeah. you patterning my hat thing now too, huh? Right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, J Love, it's all good, J Love. It's all good. <laughs> so, hey, I'm I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, there, there's Edward, uh, uh, future future attorney of law, Edward uh, Baraka, you know, and uh, Reverend Tia, and my name is Hugo J Mack. Uh, Proud to be the only attorney in the state of Michigan with two bar numbers, one given me by the Department of Corrections and one given me by the State Bar of Michigan. They both highlight seminal points in my life, in my, in my existence. Uh, I know what it's like to spend over a decade in the penitentiary paying a debt you didn't owe. I know what it's like to come back, have to rebuild from nothing, and I give all praise, honor, and glory to God and Jesus Christ for that. And to be able to come back and get back in the fight, be blessed to come back in the fight against impossible odds. So the plight of the wrongfully convicted and the overly convicted is my struggle, okay, is my struggle. Because it's not just a matter of saying, well, most people in the penitentiary are guilty of something, that's true. But not everybody in the penitentiary is either guilty as charged or guilty at all, or overly convicted. We all know the practice of loading up a defendant, particularly with the habitual offender statute in the state of Michigan, to put tremendous amount of pressure on people to plead guilty. So I realize these things, I confront these things in, in, in my career, and I'm a great advocate for people understanding Mental illness plays a role in so many instances in terms of crime with black people. Uh, we are the most victimized, except per, perhaps for the Native American people, in terms of crime, uh, drug culture, mental illness. And I just think it's time for us to be honest about the mental health challenges that are unique to our community. Mm -hmm. We're the only people in the country that have had to have three constitutional amendments 
to even give us a semblance of humanity and, and dignity. So when I hear black people eschew things like affirmative action and programs to help minorities get in, to eschew them as if, well, no, I'm a self-made man or woman. I did this on my own. You lie. You lie. You lie. You do nothing on your own. Okay. You, you know, you know, you do nothing on your own. And one of the greatest examples of that is Clarence Thomas, who has the audacity to think that he's there and has got the nerve to snub his nose at other black people with affirmative action, voting rights, okay, when he's the beneficiary of affirmative action. It is no coincidence that George Bush I chose him to replace perhaps the greatest jurist in the history of the United States, a man by the name of Thurgood Marshall. See, see, so a, a black was used to replace a black. So he was the a primary beneficiary of affirmative action. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you talk about a crow that think they're a bluebird. You talk about getting on the boat and pulling up the ladder behind you so nobody else can get on. We have, unfortunately, people uh, in our culture that are like that. So to make a long story short, I'm here, uh, former candidate for Washington County prosecutor, because we need people with a penitentiary experience. We need people that understand what it's like on the inside. We need people to know what it's like to be railroaded in the criminal justice system, making decisions about what charges to bring on our fellow citizens. We need that. So whether I won the election or not, the bottom line is the message was there. The message was put out. And people like myself, Edward, Tia, uh, you, know, you know, our leader, Jay Love, our job is to keep it in front of the public eye. You know, that's what Dr. King did. He put the moral imperative on television in front of the majority culture. Now you see people being fire hosed. You see people having police dogs put on them. You see people having their heads broken. You see Swerner, Goodman and Cheney, bodies stinking and rotten. You see Viola Uso. What are you going to do about it, culture? Don't, 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 don't depend, deny, or try to deny that it exists because racism does exist. So in any event, that's where I'm at. And now it's time for my shameless plug, J-Love, before we go on. <laughs> if you in your car, that hoopity, and you find yourself on Trouble Boulevard, the police is behind you, push, pull, or tow that hoopity to Mac Street. Mac Street. Park in my private garage underground. Once you get underground, you'll be safe. Because once you get there, there's a big sign that says hmaclaw.com is your hookup. hmaclaw.com is your hookup. hmaclaw.com is your hookup. Brought to you by the people's lawyer and the true king of Harlem, Russia, and Scotland. I love you. <laughs> yes, attorney Hugo back. Thank you. <laughs> and Thank you. Those www.hmatlaw.com. That's your hookup. That's your hookup. Yeah. Hook <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see Trisha is here. <laughs> Hi, Trisha. <laughs> it's the hookup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard what that man said? Dry your car down there underground. <laughs> Salute to my brother Hugo, attorney Hugo, Matt. The next attorney we love you. on deck, my brother Edward Sanders Baraka. <laughs> Amen. Andrew Shea Duckworth. Hey, one day, one day, I'm coming behind you, brother. And to Amen. our leader, Jay Love, 
Um, I salute you all. I thank you um, for just being here on tonight for this platform, um, for the continuation of the work, right, that needs to happen. So many times you have people that work and then they pause for the claps. And I don't understand that because there's much more work to do. Um, so I thank you for each and every one of you here and each and every one of you advocates that are watching that just continue to keep your hands to the plow because you understand that we must keep it moving. I'm just grateful. Um, so much is happening. There's so much to look at, so much that needs to be done, so much work. But the one thing that I know is all of that that it is to do, as long as we stand together, we can make more headway than we've ever seen before in our lives. If we were to just lose the crab and the bucket mentality that so many of us have and stand together as one, we could make change. We will. Did, did I just act like I said, we will. See, because you got to watch your words because what you speak, you'll manifest. We will create change. And so I'm thankful and I'm ready to jump into this conversation tonight because we got the generals online tonight. I'm just, I'm gonna sit back and be quiet tonight. I ain't even got nothing to say. I just want to hear. I just want to learn and listen. Yes. Speaking of generals. <laughs> Hi, Reverend Ed. Hey, Jay, how you doing? I'm great. I miss you. I haven't seen you in a minute. Hey, I've been rocking and rolling and rolling and rocking, girl. Um, it's, it's been it's been one of those years, um, really a tremendous year um, uh, for us. Uh, we had the pleasure of uh, getting at least, uh, we got four guys released in uh, 2022, uh, which brings our total to 28 people that uh, has uh, that's been released. And most of them was over had had done at least forty years in prison, and um, it was a little bit more difficult this year. Every time we uh, we we put something in, they would reject us. They would uh, uh, they would you know. And what we did, we always asked for a reconsideration. Well, that was on two of them, and uh, they heard our plea. We went out and got them a psych, and uh, once that psych filed the information um the department of corrections had him re had them released so that was a good thing we got uh two guys that uh we have put in for 2023 to, uh, well it's daytime in 2023 that they i believe that they're going to be released uh we haven't got the work yet but we what we're doing now you know anytime that we file anything we make sure that we have a psych uh with us because for reason unknown, they believe whatever the sites say, they go by that. So mm -hmm. that's the method that we've been using to get people released from prison more than anything else. And um, one of the things we've been fortunate, uh, we have lawyers available that will go that, you know, uh, when they get rejected in the uh, in the. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine. Okay, so uh, you know they will get rejected, you know, because one of the things that even right now, I'm in the U.S. Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court right now with my cases, uh, where we're suing them. Uh, we're asking for eight to nine million dollars, uh, on each case, 
and uh, we're where we need to be because this is, you know, very seldom you have someone in both the Supreme Court and the state Supreme Court, both almost at the identical same time, uh, asking for money. It's more of a civil matter than a criminal matter. Uh, the by me being fortunate enough for the uh, for the state Supreme Court to overturn my conviction, that was that was that was tremendous. You see, I'm I'm one of the few guys that ever had uh, three cases uh, sent to prison three times and three cases overturned. This is never 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 uh, uh, been happening, and it it what made it so fortunate. You 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 know you could send someone to prison for quoting the Bible. You can do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what they sent me to prison for. They said I quoted Deuteronomy uh, a 28th time with the 14th verse, and it was a threat on the judge's life, which didn't really make no sense. But if they say it, most of the time they can get away with it. Because mm-hmm. here in the uh, Barron County, we normally have an all-white jury. Even if you have one black on there, it's almost like uh, 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 having an all-white jury. Because most of the time, black, black folks is not going to rock that boat. They're not going to do it. And then most of the time, black people try to be just like them rather than doing dealing with the truth. And this is what one of the things that I have found out. And this is what I've been working on, trying to get them to get more black people on the jury system. But the problem is a lot of times black people be the one trying to get off the jury. Mm-hmm. You see, that is the biggest thing that I have found out. And they do it consistently. So they, when you're trying to get off, they let you off, you know, because yeah. they can say, well, we try. And, they, and they're telling the truth. But when their turn come, when they turn come before that judge, they be praying that you put some black folks on that jury and they don't even want to be on it. Yeah. But we give them a free pass. Wow. We give black folks, other black folks a free pass. And that's, and, and that's why we're in this compromising position today. We can't give nobody a free pass. If we plan on getting a uh, justice, I don't, I don't ever go. I'm, I'm never going to see Jesse in my lifetime. Uh, I'm, I'm 70 years old. I'm never, ever going to see Jesse in my lifetime. But you have a chance if we fight this thing correctly, you see. And, and don't back down from these folks. So these folks is for real. They have kept us in this compromising position most of our lives. Mm-hmm. And nobody says nothing. Right. So what we have to do, we have to show them that we willing to go beyond the call of duty. Sometimes you have to take a bullet yeah. for the future. And always remember this, every time we fight, we're fighting for the future of our children. It's not us. And I think that's where we dropped the ball. We failed to fight for our children like we should have been. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fight for your children, it's going to come up and bite you dead in your butt. So we got to make sure we're doing what we're supposed to do. So yeah, we we I've been busy. I've been also uh, I'm, I'm gonna take another minute talk about this water crisis here in the city of Benton Harbor. We have a major water crisis that nobody knew what to do. But my group, we filed a petition with Joe Biden and the EPA, and got them moving. Got everybody scared. They were scared to death for all year. They didn't know what we was going to do. And when we filed that petition, we got action. Mm. Because you can't be afraid to make a move. I don't care how big you are. You put your pants on one leg at a time just like I do. You see? 
And then we have to show them that we are not intimidated by them. We got all the pipes, lead pipes replaced in the city of Benton Harbor. 99.9% is, is gone. Wow. Never been done like that before because they never ran on ran up on a guy like me because they don't intimidate me. You see, they even send two cops to my house, two detectives to my house, trying to intimidate me. I made them leave here so fast, they were they was in total shock. But yeah, we get the job done down here because we pressured them. Yes. And whatever you do when you're fighting, you got to have resources. You got to have them. You know, you say, well, we don't need resources. Yes, you do. You got to have them. And on that note, I'll shut up. No, Reverend Pigney, because when we, uh, I was, we were preparing for the wrongful conviction summit, and I was looking through um, the exonerations, I saw that bit out there in Barron County, where you are, it was a lot of exonerees. I was like, yep. wow. Well, when we go all over, I even, you know, we do Detroit, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo. It don't make a difference, you know. But the point is, at this time, we really don't have the resources that we really need to do the job we're really supposed to be doing. We don't have that that money no more, you know, because it costs about maybe about eight to ten thousand dollars, you know, once you file the petition and stuff like that. Once you you get it going, then you got now you got to have a site. The site costs about five thousand. You see, just to get him, he's not he's not doing it as a cut rate. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it free. If you don't have the money, he don't do it. And and here's the thing: he do it by Zoom. He don't he don't go to the prisons no more. They do it by Zoom, and it costs five thousand. Wow. That doesn't make too much sense to me, but it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. Right. Anytime you do anything with the Department of Corrections, if you come up with a psych that got, got credibility. You can get that person out, but it takes money. You ain't gonna get them out on your good looks. You can forget that. Right. So before we get started in the conversation, I see Joyce have asked this question twice in the feed. So if whoever wants to take it, uh, Ed, Reverend Ed Pinkney or Attorney Mac or Edward, her question is, how long do a 60B take? A what? 60B. I'm not familiar with that. I'm not either. I'm going to put it on the screen so you guys can see it. Do, are you familiar with that, Attorney Matt? I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to look at it right now. It says, how long does uh, a, 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 a 60B? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm I'm sorry. I'm. I, I don't think I know what a 60B is. No, no. It's that's a that's a motion in a federal court, and there's no such thing as a timeline. You know, every docket is different. Every judge has a different docket. You know, in terms of the numbers of people, etc. So there is no time limit. You know, on that particular uh, motion or that writ to take and be uh, heard and filed a motion. They just they have to take it on waiting to court hear it. But if there's an inordinate period of time, they can always check back with the court. And if they got an attorney on the case, then they need to take it on, speak with that attorney. Sometimes people file pleadings and fail to take and actually uh, put in a request for it to be heard, you know. 
Um, they don't take in property acts the court to put it on the docket. And um, um, lay, as laypersons, sometimes we try to emulate attorneys and we don't know some of the um, you know, particulars have to be did. And it could be a situation like that. I don't know, but there's no such thing as a time limit on any um, um, particular completions necessarily that have to be answered. Every court docket is different, you know, unto itself. Okay. So Joyce, I hope I hope that answered your question about the 60B. Okay, you guys. Um let's get it, let's go. Um today we're just talking about the year and review. So Joyce did say okay, thank you. Uh Edward and Reverend Pigney. Um Miss Pamela White said that she's gonna be sending you a donation. Appreciate that. Tell her thank you. <laughs> she hears you. <laughs> so uh anybody can you know take off whenever you're ready. Uh, I know uh attorney Mac has something he wanted to discuss today. Well, I don't know if you've been following the case in Fort Worth, Texas, where oh, yeah. a young black woman uh looks a lot like Brianna Taylor too, by the way, you know, this mm. looks a lot like Brianna Taylor too, by the way, where she was babysitting. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it was her niece. And what yeah. happened is purportedly the police got a report of uh, a, a, an apartment door or something that was open and they were supposedly called to do something, the equivalent of a wellness check. And so the, the, the door was, was open but this police officer ended up like shooting through a window and 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 killed this woman and killed this woman and so he was charged with murder and the jury no blacks by the way uh i believe some hispanics and and whites no blacks mostly men uh came back with a manslaughter charge a manslaughter mm. and in in the state of texas i'm sure most of, most of you know the judge doesn't set the sentence. The jury does. The jury oh, wow. does. Okay. And so with a manslaughter charge in the state of Texas is like two to 20 years. And it's probationable, I might add. So yeah. I've been so busy today. Somebody can give us an update. I don't know what sentence the jury, the jury came back with, but I'm very suspicious that it's going to be on the low end, the very, very low end. And uh, he might even have gotten probation. So the question arises, if she had shot through the window, all right, and and, and killed him, mm -hmm. would there be simply a manslaughter charge or would there be a murder conviction for killing a police officer? See, 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 that that's my question. So I've mm -hmm. been following the case, J-Love, and just even when the police, by the way, themselves were not in favor of this officer, they said it was very sloppy police work. The jury still came back manslaughter, still, still. So once again, when we talk about injustice, all we have to do is let's just tra trade places. Let's put that woman as a defendant and the police officer, the one that was slain. And I tell you, my colleagues, if it was a police officer that was slain, you would have every police agency in the nation, in the nation, 
rallying, mm -hmm. rallying behind that woman's conviction in the nation. Okay, so, uh, so there we are. Yeah, Attorney Mack, uh, one of the things that shocked me about that, that they even came back with a guilty on anything. One thing I have learned about this system, there's not too many all-white juries that's going to convict a police officer even though he did something this shameful to this family. I, I, I don't really see that happening, especially down here, it's been all kind of stuff that's happening. They don't even charge the person. You know, uh, when they had stuff where a guy, uh, a police officer ran over this 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 uh, uh, this black guy, you know, and some say it was done purposely. And uh, there was no charges filed on this guy. Uh, I mean, he, it, matter of fact, he wasn't even, it, they didn't even consider it. You see, but what we see when stuff like this happened, we have to make sure we get in motion. I know that's in Texas, but I, I do have a, a group of people who are watching that. I haven't got a report back whether what they gave him as of yet, but we see, we have to keep that pressure on them. We have to make sure that we're doing what we're supposed to do. That way, when you go to bed at night, you'll be able to sleep because it's not fair. For them to charge that man with manslaughter, knowing that he intentionally shot and killed that lady. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Just the yeah. comments and the uh, the officer didn't announce himself as a police officer before mm -hmm. seeing a woman through the window. You know, if yeah. I could jump in here, it, okay. it's it's so many layers to this, right? Because you've got a policing system that was founded on slavery. So you got a bunch of slave catchers mm -hmm. still out there. That's first and foremost, right? Then you have a system that calls itself a jury of our peers. Now, we got to unpack that because, first of all, most juries don't look like us. That's first and foremost. You have a few of us scattered there. And not only that, let's just, I gotta take my glasses off of this. Y'all know everybody that look like us ain't for us. There you go. So for that reason alone, when we talk about jury of our peers, that needs to be broken down to just that. Because if you have a privileged mindset, a white supremacist or a racist mindset, you are not gonna do what's right in that jury booth. That's just how it is. So yeah. how do we how do we get what we need as far as representation on these juries? Because you can have the best lawyer in the world, but if the jury come back and say not guilty for no. a wicked officer, what do you do? And 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 the general said it best: apply pressure. You know, I had to laugh because everybody said, "Oh, Trisha, you need you always calling people out." You need to call them in. I said, okay, let's unpack that. <laughs> I don't got no problem with calling people in, and I do. I'll call people in. I'll have one-on-one -on -one conversations. We, we, we can build all day long. But mm -hmm. when you impede upon justice, when you impede upon people's right to humanity, 
I don't care whether I call you out, call you in, call you up, call you down. I'm calling your number. And I shouldn't be the only one doing that. We should all be standing together, holding these folks accountable. Because if we do not, they will continue this cycle. And I tell you what, I respect you, General. You say you're not going to see it. I pray you do see it. Because, you know, I think about the scripture that said, I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Okay? So we want justice. We want it now. And we need to round up the troops. We got to go and wake up the disenfranchised community. That's where we got to go. See, we trying to change hearts and minds of people that don't give a damn about us. We got to go to the people that have been forgotten about the most, wake them up and let them know that they need to get to the table where folks are making decisions for them without them because those days are over. Nothing for us without us. Them days over. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 I got you, Paula (laughs) Kinzu. So, uh, Edward, you're muted, Edward. You still muted. Unmute yourself. There you go. You keep unmuting yourself. I, I unmute it and it's, I keep unmuting it and you mute it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was trying to unmute you. Go ahead, Edward. <laughs> you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, in regards of um, the, the um, show um, as um, advertised, if I'm correct, we are addressing uh, what we have done this year and what might be left on the table and uh, what we need to do um, going forward. In that respect, uh, for myself, I believe that I can do better in taking and trying to force, um, focus on policy as opposed to just taking identifying issues and just you know um, raising um, um, alarm about the issues that I see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we we can do a better job. At least I know I could uh, in focusing on policy change. Um, we have um, individuals all over the country that are coming out um, in terms of being exonerated from um, uh, um, false accusations, and we have what's supposed to be evidence yesterday is not evidence today. Then there's a need for policy change. To just simply continue to take and go back and you know take the dogs and throw it back out in the yard, and the same dogs run back out in the yard and grab the same bone and bring the same bone back to you is not a solution. We have to come up with policies, and those policies do involve change. That means that hey, if a person in uniform is lying under oath um, in in the courtroom. That person shouldn't be allowed to take and go into a courtroom again and testify on the oath. Mm-hmm. And if that person can't testify on the oath, then that means a significant um, duty that that person has been um, hired to perform can no longer be performed. So that means that person needs to be dismissed. You never take and hire a liar to take and give um, testimony to other people. You know, um, 
we we take and try to make the idea of the the Sharia as as a very uh, um, abusive law in America. Um, but let me inform you, that's one of the earliest principles in the Sharia that if a person lies, if a person is convicted for taking and being a liar, the only person that person can testify against is him or herself. Is him or herself. That law is more than 1,400 years old, okay? And so if we want to take and judge other people and say they they haven't taken, you know, they, they, they're uncivilized, well, that's a bit uh, um, uh, um, uncivilized is to take and repeatedly hire or employ people that have been um, uh, um, acknowledged as being uh, untruthful on the oath where we are throwing out their convictions and sentences and so forth. And that's one thing. We need to take and start focusing on policy and not just simply taking and saying this is wrong and then we just throw it out. It needs more than it needs more than that. And um, that's the case uh, with the bail um, project. We recognize that it's only used to take and tag uh, on poor people that is not based upon anybody's threat to, to the public. You know, um, somebody was mentioning to me the other day that a judge literally sent, I mean, gave a person a, a bail for a few dollars. The person couldn't obviously be a threat to the public. But the fact that any judge would do that shows that he was making a mockery of that person's poverty to know that that person couldn't get out even on a few dollars or to take and even harass the person by taking and locking them up and forcing somebody to come down and, and put up a few dollars to get the person out of the This shows that that was meant to take and demean that person. We need policies that will prevent this. The only reason we built a new county jail in the city of Detroit in Wayne County is because there were people in the Wayne County jail that should have never been there in the first damn place. Building the jail, just passing by it is not a solution. We need a policy to make sure that that doesn't happen again. We have people who are building real real estates downtown in Detroit, whether you agree with them or not. That real estate could have been for something more productive than a damn jail that didn't have to be there in the first place. And just because you a black jailer don't mean that you get that pass, Pinky. It doesn't mean that we get that person a pass because it was a black jailer. That black jailer was wrong because he was jailing other black people or any other kind of people. That shouldn't exist in Wayne County. There are studies and reports that demonstrate that people were put in that county jail that the legislator never took and, uh, uh, and, 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 and condoned to be in the county jail. So we shouldn't take and reward them by taking and letting them open that damn county jail. We shouldn't, we shouldn't reward, reward them with that because they will repeat the same thing. We have a policy in our cities, in our urban cities across this nation. Every 10 to 20 years, we have people who are owning homes turn around and become renters of homes. Mm -hmm. Because you buy a home and you want to be, you want to use that home as an investment. And what it means when you buy that home as an investment, you buy that home for $100,000 and you're looking to take and make $300,000 when you come out of it 
where you just took in a spirit that nobody of your economic stature ever take a living at home. So you're part of the problem. You build the problem. So we have to come up with solutions and say, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. We need to come up with other ideas and concepts of what it means to have home ownership. A house is not a thing that you use as an investment because what you do is you say to other people of the economic stature that you were in when you moved into that house that nobody else, I'm going to be a crab. Nobody else can move into this house because when I get ready to move out of it, it won't cost $100,000 no more. It's going to cost $300,000 then you're part of the problem and not part of the solution. Mm -hmm. So we need to stop mm -hmm. policies and quit complaining about conditions. And that's what I'm saying. This is what we need to do going forward. We need to come up with real policy, no matter what issues we take and identify, whether it's housing, whether it's kale, whether it's people's testifying on oath, lying. We need to just quit taking and running after individual police and we need to run after the damn policy. And if the unions continue to take and stand up for these guys and represent them, we need to take and start suing the unions. We need to just like the clans. If you got a, a group of clans going out and acting a damn fool, you know, it's one thing for them to take and have freedom of expression. It's another thing when it cause people harm. They belong to an organization, through the whole damn organization take all of their possession and we need to start doing the same thing with police unions. You want to stand up and continue to defend them? Let's start going after those damn unions. Let's start going after their pension and every other dime that they got in there. And we'll see how quick they learn how to take and talk intelligent and respond about those a few bad apples. And we want to see how many you throw out after we start taking your money. If I had, uh, I wish I had an applause button. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay Love, can you hear me? Yes, uh, Rev. Pigney, go ahead. You know, one, one, and you know what, uh, you are exactly right. But when you go after the pilot, you you got to have the resources. Uh, one thing we did, we went after the juvenile lifers. We we went after that. Uh, in in the uh, we it started here in in Barron County. It started with the ACLU and uh, then uh, uh, Stevens, uh, uh, he decided that he wanted to join and he took it to the United States Supreme Court. And it was I was fortunate to be able to be there with him and to discuss some of the things that would happen. And one of the things I have learned is that when you fight these, uh, uh, if you're going to fight on a policy basis, they will try to break you. They will try to take every dime you have to keep you from accomplishing your goal. So it, it, it's it's a uh, uh, it's a great idea, but we we got to figure out a way. How do we get resources to fight? You see, even though we fighting to, to get people released that's been in prison a long time, it takes a lot of money. I mean, it takes more money than we got. It takes more money probably than you can donate. It takes, you know, you have to be praying and doing all things. You have to use your money. You have to use the man next door. You have to do all these things. When you find these policies, you can't, you, you got to be ready. You got, you got to make sure that they don't drain you. You see, 
That's the whole whole thing with the system. The system will drain you. They will take every dime you got. And here's the thing. They know how much money you have in your bank account. They know how much money the Bidenhauer a Community Water Account has in its bank account. They know how much Banco got in this bank account. And they're going to try to take every dime we got to keep me from getting folks out of prison. They know we don't have the money now. We, we, we're almost we're almost financially scrapped you see they know that but we're not going to stop because of that we're, we're going to keep pushing we're going to see use the same tool that we're into using and we're going to work on like you said edward those policies is crucial and we need to work on those and work as a team not individuals right we got to work as a team that's right pigman rabbitia go ahead what? Yes, Reverend Pigney. Yes, I am with everybody 100%. Look, how do we get there? How do we get there? Because it is about the dollars. Mm -hmm. It's about the dollars. And it's about reallocating our funds. And, and so how do we do that? Look, we are constantly spending money. We are constantly spending money. I, I just posted the investors.com already they predicted that for the, just this holiday, 2022, it will be 942.6 billion spent towards the holiday. Towards the holiday. We, we have money is where we allocate it. Mm -hmm. Where are you allocating your money? Where's your money going? Um, when, when you know that you can make a difference, you don't need to constantly broadcast what you're doing. When you change your mind about how you're living and what you want to do with your life, you stop talking so much and you you be about it. You know, when I went to the store and discovered that they went up on turmeric and ginger 300% on the price, well, that was the last time I was going to buy ginger and turmeric. And I went home and planted it. I didn't have to go and tell everybody. I didn't do a YouTube on how to plan it. And I'm not downing any of these things, but I think sometimes we talk too much and we're not we're not being about it. Mm -hmm. When we're being about it, then we cut out the spending. We reallocate those monies to what's really important to us. Don't tell me that it's important if you haven't sent the money there. We can make a difference collectively. And that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Decide, make a decision, act. And stop trying to do things to, to please everybody else and to be in the limelight and to get noticed by everybody else. Make the difference so that, like Reverend Pigney was saying, and others, we got generations. 
behind us. We got all these generations that are wondering, what are you going to do? And we can make this difference now. And it's up to you. It's up to me. And it's up to us coming together. Yeah, Rabbitia, you're right. Yeah, and Trisha said, and stay in your own lane and respect the lane <laughs> other folks are in. <laughs> <laughs> we are all different and have different purposes. Yes. You know, see, we don't understand by any means necessary. And that's why it's hard for us to unite because we want everybody's gifts and talents to look the same and they will not. I keep going back to that puzzle piece. Each piece is different. But when you put it together, you make one beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand that everybody that is bringing something to the table, they are bringing what they have. And you work with what you have, and we, and that's how you get rid of the crab in the bucket, right? Mm -hmm. Because when everybody respects that, there is no competition. You could God don't compete against Himself. God and all of us. Now I know some of us praying to a big God in the sky, right? But no, nah, God is inside, and God don't compete against Himself. So we all have something to offer, but we've got to find it. We've got to mm -hmm. lend it to this movement. Because that's the issue. We don't have the talents that we need. Some people got that money. Some people frontline warriors. Some people are the researchers. Some people crunching the numbers. Some people baking cookies for the warriors. Some people, I mean, everybody has a place. Find your place. Because when, especially when it comes to wrongful convictions, if we do not educate the community that's a whole nother layer people don't even really realize the depth and the atrocities of wrongful convictions mm -hmm. they think that it's something that's so far off not even knowing it's right in your area it's right around you but some people mm. don't know and we have got to continue to spread that awareness and like baraka said work on come on now we got with everybody clapping because we got a democratic everything in Michigan. Mm. Can we um can we cancel immunity qualified and absolute? Can we get rid of that? Right? Mm. Like these are some of the things that we have to apply the pressure for. And it ain't always gonna be pretty. And I can tell you that that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for comfort, you can slide on out the way because that will never get the work done. So I want to um, piggyback off of Trisha when we're talking about wrongful convictions, because this is the reason that this is the thing that brought us all together, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, yesterday, or I think it was Thursday or Wednesday, there was um, the lady, and I'm going to play the video. Um, and everything that happened in this video is everything we've been talking about for what two years, and so. Even the lady says she thought it couldn't happen to her. It can happen to anyone. I'm going to, and although this, I'm going to add this uh, one more piece. Although it was very unfortunate what happened to her, she's very fortunate because she didn't get a sentence. Here's the video, you guys. 
No good deed goes unpunished, and tonight one Detroit mother says no one knows that better than her. She says sloppy work by Detroit police and a social media post like this one turned her life upside down. Tonight's seven investigator Ross Jones is revealing everything that went wrong. We've given too much power to people to have this much control to just ruin your life and have no care. What happened to Sandra Wilson cost her her job, her dignity, and for a time, her freedom. On June 16th, she was visiting this gas station across the street from her apartment, where she's a regular. I go there all the time, for work, after work. So often, in fact, she knows that from door to door, it's... 167 steps to and from. She usually stops in to buy coffee, but on this night, it was cigarettes. That's Sandra in the blue dress, and those two other women inside, they're important to this story, too. The one leaving in the blue jeans just made a purchase and walks out just as Sandra is walking in. She's second in line, behind the woman at the counter in pink pants. Sandra waits, but as the woman in pink finishes up her business, the woman in jeans comes back in. Now watch carefully, because what you're about to see, Sandra can't. The woman in jeans talks to the cashier, then puts down her credit card. She doesn't make a purchase and walks out without realizing she left the card on the counter. Sandra walks up to buy her cigarettes, and while she's waiting, the woman in the pink pants walks out of the store. Only then does Sandra notice the card sitting on the counter, but she doesn't pick it up. Instead, she follows the woman who just left and says she asked her a question. Did you leave your card? And she said, yes. Got the card, walked over there to the far end of the pump, gave her her card, and I went home. Sandra didn't know it, but she gave the card to the wrong woman, who police allege used it to buy hundreds of dollars in alcohol later that night. No one ever accused Sandra of using the credit card. In fact, she only held on to it for about 15 seconds. So imagine her surprise when the following week she started to get calls from friends and family asking why she was wanted by police. Who called you first? My sister. My oldest sister. There she was, first on the 7th Precinct's Twitter account, then on the popular Crime in the D Instagram page. Both said she was wanted for illegally using someone else's credit card. I was like, I just went to the store. I just really went to the store. She knew she didn't steal a credit card, so Sandra, on her own, went to the city's 7th Precinct to try to clear her name. Thank you for not making me wait. This is a recording of Sandra's interrogation. I do have to advise you that you are the focus of the investigation Correct. at this time, okay? All right, nobody's trying to ruin your life. It is already. So I'm going to read you your rights, okay? Now, this is important. Moments after Sandra is told she's a suspect, she tells the officer she wants a lawyer. I need an attorney. Okay, that's fine. Y'all about, about to hand me up on something I did not do. And not just once. Can I call my mom and have them get me a lawyer real quick? I need an attorney, you know, because this is like, wow. The officer has Sandra read her Miranda rights, initialing, then signing her name. The officer wrote at 10.54 a.m. The subject refused to make a statement and asked to speak to an attorney. But the interrogation didn't stop. It continued for another 30 minutes, and not just with one officer. Now, there were two. Miss Wilson. <laughs> Would you like to provide me with a voluntary statement today? I don't today, know what y'all want you... me to tell y'all. I just okay. walked in the gas station and y'all took a do picture you, of me and ruined want... my life. Do you oh, want to relax? Do you I don't want... know what y'all want me I'm to say. Then, 15 minutes after Sandra first asked for a lawyer, 
Officers think they finally caught her. Who do you give that car to, Miss? I gave the car to the man behind ma the counter. We know that's okay. a lie. We Who did I give it to? I said, here's the card. Is this your card? I don't know. I just, I don't know now. Okay. Okay. Because she says that she gives the card to the clerk, just guessing at what she w would do in that situation, um, they take that as evidence that somehow she's in cahoots with the woman who used the card illegally. Brandon McNeil is Sandra's attorney, who says officers could have cleared this all up if they'd just shown her the surveillance video instead of just still photos of herself. This is Sandra's local gas station. This could have been from any day um, that she went to the gas station. I can tell you're lying. We you know for a fact you're lying. No, we you know. don't know for a fact nothing because video. I'm not lying. Well, let me see the video because I'm not lying. By the time the officers were done, Sandra would be arrested and spent the next three days in lockup. She'd gone her entire life with no criminal history, but now faced two felonies and up to four years in prison. She says the charges cost her her job as a security guard. I worked Monday and Tuesday. They caught me on my off day, which Wednesday and fired me in a car. For four months, Sandra fought to clear her name. In October, the case went to a jury trial where, finally, her nightmare came to an end. This is unbelievable to me. No trier of fact, even in the light most favorable to the prosecution, could ever think that Miss Wilson is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Before the case could go to the jury, Judge Paul Cusick threw it out. Absurd and ridiculous and wrong. And this was not a thorough investigation. Sandra would be acquitted. But today, nearly two months later, she hardly feels like she won anything. She never got her job back. Her family and friends still wonder if she did something wrong. And still on social media today are those pictures labeling her a criminal. And they embarrassed me, humiliated me. I have 49 applications and I can't get a, a job, okay? That's not fair. Ironically, Detroit police have still not apprehended the woman who actually used that other woman's credit card. She still remains wanted tonight. And while this sad chapter in Sandra's life is over, our story is not. Did the officers... So much to unpack with that. You guys can unmute yourself. So much to unpack with that. Yes, I would definitely like to take it. This is an, this this you know, bad habits only transfer over to new equipment. The more equipment we give them, the more they will use it to continue their bad behavior. They already have bad behavior, and you give them more equipment, and you expect them to do something else with it other than continue their bad behavior, okay? That shows the, it wasn't just the laziness, it's also the the, the mindset that everyone is guilty that you, you yeah. put your eyes upon. Everyone has committed a crime. They don't give anyone the benefit of the doubt. They didn't respect the constitutional rights that she had. She had a right to remain silent. She was responsible in taking and coming down to the police station. What would have prevented them to say, okay, we will allow you to have attorney down here and we will resume the conversation with you while you have an attorney after she's done that. And so that way they could have got as much information as they want for an investigation. 
Here you have a person that committed a crime that is continuously committing the crime because they didn't go after the person that committed the crime. They went after their bail biases. They went after their lack. You can train a dog every day, but if a dog got an attitude about wanting to bite, it's going to fucking bite. Forgive me for my language, but if that's what the dog want to do, if the dog just want to take a bite, no matter how much training you give that dog, and that's what you see. Here, you just see the chief of police. He's talking about a shooting that just happened downtown in Detroit. And he made it very clear that whoever done that shooting, if they wanted to take and be apprehended, that they will be apprehended because there ain't nothing but cameras around. But did they do that in an ordinary citizen case? There's cameras every damn where. Did they take the position that whoever committed this crime, that we're going to have that person because there's cameras everywhere? It didn't matter. They still see what the hell they wanted to see. This is why I say we have to come up with policies. You're going to yeah. every day. You're going to see this every day because there's no policies in place. That woman should have never been arrested. She never been never she shouldn't even be questioned. You know, this is why we have to have this. And people's like, what do you mean abolish cash bail? So this woman had a damn bond put on her. Right. But right. we had a video that told you she was not a threat to the public. What made, even if she had committed the crime, what made her a threat to the public? This woman was never a threat. I'm mad looking at this damn video. I'm tired of looking at this damn trauma in my damn community and listening yes. to people asking me, Did, is, you a, is you supporting this person's candidacy? Yeah. Don't ask me about whether or not I'm supporting anybody in law enforcement candidacy. I'm supporting policies, damn it. Not a person. Policies, damn it. Not a person. Don't ask me about supporting a person this is about policy policy damn it policy yeah what's wrong with us everybody's a damn democrat everybody is a republican and you can kick when you get one of them in the office so how did we lock up uh, over three thousand children in this country because our political party said it was that was the thing to do they convinced that you that your own damn kids were predators that you couldn't control and you built super maximum security prisons that costed you billions of dollars that don't have a damn person in it. They ain't got nothing in it but damn uh, 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 mothballs in the damn thing. We don't even incarcerate international criminals in it and you built it for your own damn kids. You get what the hell you asked for. Mm. You know, I'm tired of looking at this damn trauma. Mm. You, you know, that, that video was a perfect example of what's wrong with this country. It's a perfect example. You being a black person, you always assume to be guilty. You did something wrong. I would bet that jury would have came back with a conviction. Mm. And that judge kind of like knew it. The way it appears to me, uh, let, let me give you, I can give you a perfect example about me. I, I'm going to trial. There's not one witness against me, not one. And um, there's no evidence that I did anything wrong. None, not one piece. 
that they can say I did wrong. But yet the all-white jury found me guilty. Everybody, now how could this be? You know, even white folks say, well, you know, these probably was honest white folks. But this is what's wrong. If they get you in that interrogation room, I know she said she wanted to talk to a lawyer, but she should have said it sooner. When she said, when she made the mistake and said, I gave it to the clerk. According to the video, she gave it to the girl. That would have convicted her. Then white folks would have, that would have convicted her. She would she, be in jail or prison right now. Mm-hmm. But the point is, this is what's wrong with this system. When you're black, they always assume you're guilty. I don't care what it is. They don't need what this, the prosecutor told 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 the jury. We don't need evidence to convict Reverend Pinkney. He actually told them on tape, and they found me guilty. Oh, they didn't have no evidence. But this is what's wrong today. This is what we're all here today fighting for. This is what we're gonna have to continue to fight for. We're going to have to keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting until we can't fight no more. Because I tell you, you know, there's not a reason in the world that girl should have been on trial. But we got to teach our children not to talk so much. All they do is watch First 48. You watch First 48, they tell, they tell on themselves before they get in there. They tell everything. We, You know, yeah, I did it. Uh, so-and-so did it. Hey, I don't need to talk to you. There's not a reason in the world you should be talking to these guys because they're not here to help you. you know. You're right, Reverend Pinkney. Um, watching that and listening to it, it's it's the same recipe, mm-hmm. the same thing that happened to Gerard. He went to mm-hmm. the store. He went to the gas station, accused of robbing somebody a couple of days earlier. There was no witness. The video didn't show him. It showed the back of somebody. The person never saw them. They went on based on what somebody thought they saw. And he went to prison. And you're right. That lady, if it would have went to court, she would have went to prison. We talk about this all the time about how their interrogation tactics Mm-hmm. will lead you to say anything to get out of there. She said she gave it to the clerk when she just, she couldn't say anything else. She kept trying to yeah. tell it wasn't her. Then so to get them off of her, she's, well, I gave it to the clerk. She, We have so many people. I, I read the comments on the original post and people was like, why would she say that? Because when you up in that hot seat, Right, you're gonna say anything mm-hmm. to get out of there, and that was just an example. And we've been talking about this for two years about these two almost three years about wrongful convictions, the interrogation tactics, how they clearly violated her. Once that lady said lawyer, all of that stuff supposed to have stopped. Yeah, they brought the second cop and he wants to talk, and so we it goes back to a few things, Reverend Pinkney. We had to understand our rights. We had to understand mm-hmm. how to remain silent. Mm-hmm. We had to also, like you said, about jury duty, we have to show up. 
we can't just keep going and saying, well, I don't want to be here, so I'm going to tell. We can't keep doing that because that is causing us our lives. That's mm -hmm. causing us to go to prison because yeah. nobody like us is sitting in the room. I mm -hmm. watched it. I watched it. I watched them and the jury, people on the jury pushed for Gerard. I, I watched a lady say, hey, um, I, I don't want to be here. I can't say. Everybody had an excuse. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it, it was only one black person. But everybody mm -hmm. had an excuse why they needed to leave. And it was only the black people that mm -hmm. did it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we had to for black people, we have to go to jury duty. We have to understand that this is our duty. <laughs> well, you know, think about this. Uh, they're looking at this. Why should I have to waste waste my time and be here? You know, uh, I, I, you know, I know you need me here to at least debate on, on something, but why should I be here? You know, they're going to find you guilty anyway, but if you're there, you might be able to convince them that he's not guilty. Mm -hmm. Black people don't see stuff that way. They only see themselves. They don't see you. You know, they could know you did not commit a crime. But they figure like this. Oh, he'll be all right. You hear him say this all the time. He'll mm -hmm. be all right. They'll say this. I don't care what it is. They'll say he will be all right. But what is the shoes on the other foot? You see? Then, well, you know, if he told you, told everybody, you would be all right. How would you feel? Mm -hmm. it, it, it was a preacher. Mm -hmm. I looked at, uh, was about, he, he wanted to get off the jury. He told, he told the, the, the guy that he had spoke to me in the grocery store. He was lying through his teeth so he could get off the jury. He was lying. He was outright lying. He, me and him was in the store talking. Hey, when? You know? What year? One guy said that he spoke to me 20 years ago. They kicked him off a black guy. Mm -hmm. But he did. He messed up himself. He said, oh, Pinkney is the pillar of our community. You know. Oh, no. They couldn't have that. You right. Know? They don't take him off immediately. You no, know, he gone. He out of there. I, and, you know, right then he was gone. It was over. But the, the thing is, we got to think. We got to move ourselves out the way. You see, that's, that's one thing we don't do. And we can't be motivated by money. Mm -hmm. And we should not be trying to win a popularity contest because there's no popularity in trying to get justice for the future of our children and the present. We, we see you, you, we can't be going around and thinking that money is everything. That's the farthest thing from my thought money. Yeah. What, what I want, I want you, 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 and you, I want y'all to be able to walk the streets. Yeah. You know, and here's, here's the last thing I'm going to say for the whole day. These drive-by shootings, you know, I hate them. And the media plays them up. Mm -hmm. That's a cowardly act. Mm -hmm. There's no gangster. Ain't nothing mm -hmm. gangster is about you shooting a little four-year-old baby, a six-year-old child, mm -hmm. an eight-year-old mm -hmm. child. What's gangster mm -hmm. about that? If we call mm -hmm. causing that, action uh, uh, uh cowards we call them cowards you're nothing but a cow see one thing about a black person they don't want to be classified as a coward mm. you see but if we start calling that that maybe that helps stop some of it yeah mm -hmm. right i'm through
<laughs> and also, going back to that video too, Reverend Pinkney and yeah. Jay and um, Tia and Tony Mac. I think Edward was so upset he he left. Yeah, but, yeah. That, that was um, that was powerful. The prosecutors. Why would you bring a case like that? Why would you? Because they're used to. They're used to doing it. They don't care. They don't care about no justice. It's just another notch on their pistol. That's what it is. It's another notch. They don't care about you being innocent or guilty. They care less about that. No. Yeah, like you said, they they assume you're guilty. They already assume. They went in saying you're guilty. They went in no. as the judge and the jury even before and, and, and the it, mental anguish that that woman endured. We don't know how long she was in there. We just saw this clip. Yeah. She, we don't know how many hours that she was in there. And I want people to understand that the woman, first of all, she was female, she was black, and she was not, her economic status was not one that, that said that she could sue somebody right mm-hmm. on the hand or that she could get free right away. They arrested her and she didn't even need to be arrested. She, they already said she was guilty from the beginning and then they brought her in. What mm-hmm. kind of system are we supporting? This- I'm so glad that that judge threw it out. But let me tell y'all something. Yep. time they don't throw it out. Yes. Yeah. Very seldom they throw it that, out. But her mental anguish, now she needs to go back and sue the pants off of the police. Yep. Because yeah. mentally, economically, they they have transformed that woman's life. Yeah, absolutely. And she absolutely. thought she was helping somebody. Mm-hmm. Can I, yeah, yeah. Can what I? Well, first of all, a couple of things here. Well, actually, a whole boatload of things. Mm-hmm. For it to get to the felony level, all right. That means that there was a probable cause conference. Mm. That means that at a district court level in the state of Michigan, before a felony goes to circuit court, you've got an arraignment and you've got a preliminary examination, okay, under the law. So what that video did not tell us is what happened to this woman at the lower court level. Right. So so let's assume she said the same thing to the judge, to the district court judge, that she said all throughout the video. I didn't do anything. All I did was try to give the card back to the rightful, what well, I thought rightful owner. I'm, mm-hmm. I made a mistake in my nervousness and said I gave it to the clerk when in reality I didn't. But I, 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 I didn't commit any crime. Well, if she had a preliminary examination, that means whoever that district court judge said, um, I don't believe you, you know, I think you probably did do this. Because you see, the purpose of preliminary examination is is, is twofold. Mm-hmm. One, they've got to be able to show that a crime was committed and that you probably did it. You probably did it, okay? It's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt, it's, it's just a hunch. But when you look at that video, I don't even know how there's even a hunch. Mm-hmm. See, 
I, I don't even know how, how there's even a hunch. So I applaud that circuit court judge who made a decision that I'm not going to let the case go any further. But shame on that district court judge. Shame yeah. on them for just brooming this forward. And see, the problem is, the problem is, is that the system has gotten so corrupt, it's much easier just to let a case go. Just let it go. Even mm -hmm. with criminal defense attorneys, you know, they get wore down so much, they, they put up somewhat of a fight, but it's a cookie cutter argument. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Judge, you should not bind her over because there isn't even a probable cause that this person is guilty and this case ought to be dismissed right now. That is a cookie cutter answer. All you do is change a person's name and all you do is change the charge. <laughs> and it's, it's almost like a speech. So shame on that district court judge letting to go this far and shame on a system that would allow a person like me with a criminal uh, justice experience, an incarceration experience, you will not let me sit on a jury, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I spent time in a penitentiary, you will not let me sit on a jury. Now, I'm gonna make this real personal to show you how insulting this is, okay? Everybody that is a licensed attorney in the state of Michigan, the Michigan Supreme Court makes a statement about them. You're trustworthy, you're honest, you're, you have moral character, you know, 10 million people in the state of Michigan can trust you with their most intimate legal affairs and your discernment. Now that's what the Supreme Court has said about me and 40,000 other people like me, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, even though the Supreme Court has said that about me, a Washtenaw County judge, a circuit court judge or a district court judge say, Mr. Mack, you don't qualify. You don't qualify. You got a criminal justice experience, you don't qualify. So therefore, it, it doesn't mean anything. You understand what I'm telling you? It, be, because even though you tell me I'm a person of good moral character, it doesn't mean anything. I can't sit in judgment of everybody else. And I will be that way as long as those convictions are on me. So we do that. And another thing, wasn't this in Wayne County, J-Love? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm just curious. The last time I checked, the prosecutor in Wayne County was a black woman. Am I wrong? You're right. That's right. Okay. I'll rest my case. Appreciate that word. I'm grateful for the judge. Amen. That um, don't happen too often. I I'm not giving him like kudos or cookies though, because he did his job. Mm -hmm. You know, and when I think about wrongful convictions all across this country, specifically, let me think about the VZ brothers. When they went before the, what do they call it? The grand jury to see if there was a crime, all of that, right? Is that what the initial thing is that they go through the little hearing? And the judge said, well, I believe that the witnesses are lying, but I'm still going to let it go through. How do you believe that the witnesses are lying Yet, you still let it go through. So it's so much that we need to pay attention to. Policy, you know, who's getting elected. These judges are super important. That judge had the power to stop that. A lot of these judges have the power to stop the madness. But we've got to elect, first of all, educate ourselves about their values and then find those that we can push forward that reflect our integrity, that, that reflect 
our values because a lot of what we're getting right now is a lot of injustice in it as the hand of the judges, the prosecutors. I mean, I don't know who just said it, but why would a prosecutor even bring something like this forward? Mm-hmm. Where is your integrity? When I look at, especially the prosecutor's office in Lincoln, when I look at these offices, I'm saying to myself, where is your integrity? Mm-hmm. How do you sleep at night? Knowing that the things that you do cause so much harm to people, but see, they'll never care. That's why we've got to care. That's Mm -hmm. why we've got to come together. We've got to educate ourselves and we have to make some changes. We have to demand different. We can't keep letting them tell us the same stuff, do the same thing. You get the same results. That's insanity. I'm Mm -hmm. not insane. I know they like to say I'm crazy, but I'm not insane, not at all. Neither one of us are on this platform because we understand what it takes and we are trying every day. And with this all hands on deck movement, everybody got a debt to pay when it comes to justice. Are you paying yours? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, we have to, Barack has said, and I'm Piggyback on it for 2023, we're going to have to work on policies. We're going to have to fight them the way they fight us. And that's with the policies. Um, we're going to either have to get them on the ballot or we're going to have to, you know, have us vote on them or whatever, because it is imperative. That should not have happened to that lady. Uh, Paula says something um she said, where did the first misconduct occur? Was it the cops that didn't stop the interrogation when she was when she asked for an attorney? Or was it the cop that first viewed the video and released her photo? Right. Putting her photo online probably was the first violation because clearly if they followed the credit card, they would have not saw her spending anything they would have saw the lady in the pink spending um tia did you have something to say yeah i look i have i have said and i you know i keep i keep looking at this and it's so many different areas areas where we need to address it and so when you look at what we need to do going forward you know i always was talking about where are we earmarking our dollars, but also where are we spending our time? What are we looking at? What are we listening to? What's going through our gates? And, and all of us have said it, we've got to become more educated on how we need to not just fight, but to operate and function in this society. And no, I'm not saying anybody's a victim because I'm not going to ever say or call myself a victim. What I'm going to say is that now is the time for us to become restored. Part of that restoration is not sitting back waiting for somebody else to provide for us. We have to go take it. Mm -hmm. We have to take back. We have to take our lives back, take our justice back. And that begins with us. If you think that being gangster 
is the key and adds to our community, you are mistaken. And not only that, you have a colonized mind mm -hmm. because you have agreed to what is being propagated through every piece of media that there is. So what I am saying is that go deeper. If you really want to know the truth, then you would know that your ancestors are a part of the entire growth of this nation and of the world. Mm -hmm. That every science, every science, everything built started with a mind that could create. Now, I'm not calling other people stupid at all. But I am saying there's no way you can convince me ever because I know who I am, that I am less than intelligent. No way. The other thing is that all of this stuff, this hyping up being gangster, that was done on purpose. That was done on purpose so people could follow an ignorant way of living. So I tell people, oh, I used to do it. I used to sing the song. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I'm not calling nobody out before I call out myself. Yeah, because I, I I used to sing, what's the song TLC used to sing? Um, oh no, not TLC. I forget her name. I want a rough neck, gotta have a rough neck. I need it and I want it, and I gotta have a rough neck. Oh, yeah, I was singing it. MC Light. MC Light. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I sang it. Thought I needed it. Thought I wanted it. Now, <laughs> what I am saying, that's not, I'm not about that life. And I'm not ashamed of not being about that life. And if you are or were a part of that life, I'm not downing you. But what I am saying is stop giving the Cop the uh slave master reason. Stop, stop adding to that. Mm -hmm. That's a colonized mind. Why? Because as soon as, as soon as you get a number and you walk into the prison system, you are now slave. Mm -hmm. So we we get to we get to start to change the narrative. And that changing of the narrative starts with us. Yes. That's right. You're right, Rabbitia. And if we if we do anything on 2023, we need to focus on that qualified immunity and that absolute immunity. Joe Biden supposed had, you yeah. know, passed that George Floyd bill. And they bubbled, bundled it up, and look where we are now. He passed a, a, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't nothing what they promised. And so we had to remind ourselves, why I have another video. You think that was something? Hold on, you guys. I don't know if I showed this one yet. This. He pulled out my pants. Touch my, my um, testicles. They, they like eased down and they put their hands right between my butt. Just pulled my drawers down and dug in my, dug in my, my rectum. 
The alleged victims keep coming forward. Eight Milwaukee police officers are under internal investigation, accused of performing illegal strip searches, including cavity searches on the streets. Were they wearing any gloves? No, I didn't see not one. There was no gloves. Kevin Freeman Jr. claims back in December he and some friends were violated during a traffic stop. When they searched me, they, they put they, they like eased down and they put their hands right between my butt and I try to reach back and they when, when, so when I try to reach back and try to stop them, they just got to slam me. Police. This is why we need <laughs> this is why we need these policies in place because they doing whatever they want to. Whatever. They call it an illegal search. I call it nasty. Stop giving it all these other names. That they're just nasty. Right. Who does that? Who does that? It de dehumanizes. An illegal search. I got other things I want to call it, but I'll just wait. <laughs> that and, I didn't know, see that and I was so disgusted. Go ahead, attorney Matt. And you know, you know, Jay Love, what one thing with us being a very vocal people, you know, mm -hmm. you know, song and dance and being entertainment world, you know, I, I said it before I said it again. Black people, we don't had a hell of a mojo run on us in this country, boy. We don't had a hell of a mojo. I mean, because it's one thing for somebody to put you in a cage, it's another thing for you to look at that cage as your home. See, that's a whole different thing right there. And Reverend Tia, you said something I'm finna plagiarize and all that. A colonized mind. You know, I'm you know, I'm the one who brought that to the front. <laughs> and, and that's my story. I'm sticking to it. So <laughs> you got when you got a colonized and, and that's right. That's right. It's a colonized mind that will make you think it's okay for that woman's son to get his head cracked by the police, as long as it's not your son getting his head cracked by the police. See? See, it it's okay. It it's okay, you know, and and the thing of it is is that what what is so hurtful, what is so hurtful is that we have infiltrators in our own community, in our own community, who will normalize police brutality, normalize, all right, and say, Well, you want safe streets, don't you? Well, not at the cost of my dignity, right? Not at the cost of my humanity. No, I don't. Because that's not safe. That's tyranny. And so I know I'm preaching the choir, but I'm saying this in the hope that there's somebody listening or that will listen to this. Do not turn your back on an injustice. Don't do it. It will follow you like a puppy dog. Don't do it. And the problem that I have dealing, and I hate to say it, but it's true, people in my own community and our Ripslander area, there's a group of us. I simply cannot get them to understand. You are not getting by by not engaging. All you're doing is just stay in the water while they turn the temperature up. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. You get bored like the rest of us. You just don't know it. So I guess part of the problem, Jay Love, when I look at the city of Detroit, for example, you know, how much po progressive power black people could yield. They could elect a prosecutor that believes in, in full in, in vindication, you know, not just a, a cookie cutter sort of vindication where you can charge somebody again. You know, you, you could have a representative council that is there. These people let everybody and anybody get a marijuana, marijuana license in the city of Detroit, except black folk, except black folk. 
okay? And we're the main consumers, okay? Because mm -hmm. the system is set up. We don't have the money to, to put up for the bonding. So, so Tia was right, or maybe it was Trache. There are so many layers that we, it's like, it's like us being under 30,000 blankets, you know? 30,000 blankets. And we got to start pulling them blankets off, folks. So maybe in our lifetime, we only get 4,000. I mean, maybe. I mean, I want to get all 30,000. But we can't stop. And that's why I'm going to say this in my final piece, J-Love. I respect and love and honor everybody in this panel because you are working. You putting what God gave you into action. You know, and and God bless all y'all, really. You know, I'm, I'm so proud. And thank you, J-Love, from the bottom of my heart. You know, thank you for, for, for letting us have this forum. <laughs> yes. So we got one more. I got to put a disclaimer on this one because we got a lot of profanity on it. But we got... <laughs> But when you see it, you're going to be cussing too, because this is Detroit. I put it in our thing earlier today, you guys, but this is Detroit again. And again, our focus for 2023, qualified immunity. We got to get it. Absolute immunity. We have to get, and I think somebody put it in the feed. I think it was Kevin. They need insurance. You know, once they can start getting sued and they can't get insurance, then they can't be police. Like, we have to put things in place. We can't keep going around walking like we're oblivious to the truth. Or like uh, you said earlier, well, it didn't happen to me or it didn't happen to my... This All this stuff can easily happen to anybody. Jay, right before you, you do it, you're right. I'm just going to add this so people know. If you're a psychologist social workers, lawyers, everybody else, we have to have insurance. Mm -hmm. we, have to ins we have to have insurance because we could get sued and that's just for talking to somebody. Right, right, right. We have to have right. insurance just because, because we could give out a, a diagnosis because we, we, we are talking in a way that if you are not in it for the right reason you could manipulate people right and this is a power that's a power that's a position of power so if you're in a right. powerful position you need to have insurance and you need to be liable mm -hmm. that's right that's right that's what i wanted to tell you i agree i agree Reverend here we go you guys get ready hold on to your hats Hold on. Oh my God, his head! I can't believe he's still alive. It was fine too. Yeah, right in, the, in the, between the car. Yeah, see, I told you the back of the car was the other bike. <laughs> oh my God. See, I already know where this is gonna go with some of y'all on this app. Well, he shouldn't have ran from police. He shouldn't have been so hostile when he was riding his bike he should have fucking complied so you're telling me hit this young man and pin him up against the wall when the police car was going 40 miles per hour you gave him a concussion you broke his ribs you broke his leg and you broke his foot what are y'all gonna say well he should have fucking complied no fuck you these Detroit police officers are becoming more and more reckless by the damn day. This young man, this 
young man could have been killed by these police officers. But, you know, people don't give a fuck, right? Because you always come up with an excuse. You always come up and justify and rationalize shit, man. The 6th Precinct in Detroit. Take care of your fucking police officers. ASAP. Razzle dazzle. Had to take a moment on that one. Attorney Matt. You know, I, I apologize. My video was, was spotty. I only heard part of it. I, I, I For some reason, it didn't transmit all the way. But I heard about the police ran over this man's legs and, and his feet and, and, and crippled him. Is that what happened? Yeah, so he was riding his bike and they was trying to do a police stop and uh, so he was a traffic infraction I guess he didn't kill anybody he didn't okay. he was and they ran into uh him into a building Detroit Police. oh wow wow that's how they stopped him and 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 you know and the thing of it is these police departments around the country now are supposedly in ensuing policies like terminating high speed chases. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Terminating high speed chases, especially in urban areas and stuff. So I, I didn't I, I apologize, Jay Love. I couldn't hear all of it. He he was on a bicycle, did you say? Mm-hmm. A, a motorbike. A dirt bike wow. or a motorcycle or something. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, once again, they will justify it, Jay Love. They will mm -hmm. justify it. Okay, you know, and uh, I go back to that black woman that was shot, babysitting her her nephew or a niece, or what have you. The woman, I mean, doesn't that sound like Breonna Taylor to you? Doesn't that sound like Breonna Taylor? Mm -hmm. The woman is in her own her own residence. She she's not harming anybody. She's in her own residence. This woman is shot through a window and killed, killed. Mm -hmm. I, I, Look, I'm getting to be like Edward. I don't know, y'all. I'm, I'm going to be on here for a few more minutes, but I, I got to go. I got to go chill, you know? <laughs> so. I know. I know. This is what we live in. Go ahead, uh, Rabbiteer. You know, and, and why why is the Detroit 6th Precinct notorious? And they're not the Good only question. one. Good question. But I, I Good hear question. it come up quite often why why is this why is this and and there's no, no accountability no accountability there was right. no reason for that to happen there was was it that serious nothing was that serious again right. though this is a power i'm telling you i think of many of the people who take that position take it because they're expected to be crazy there is a mental illness that is associated with a lot of police officers and people don't want to address that that some of these people who have a badge really don't deserve it that's right now look hey i'm not i'm i'm not against and i'm not i'm not going to feel like i have to preface this all the time but there are too many incidents that occur 
and, and and you can't tell me that there's not a psychiatric evaluation that needs to happen not among among everybody within MDOC all of them need to be re-evaluated, not only re-evaluated for psychiatric illness, re-evaluated to tell me where are your biases? Because you are in a position that you should not be biased. And because you are, you should not be in that position. That's right. That's right. You know, and we talked about mental illness a little bit earlier today. Yes. <laughs> It is it is rampant not only in our community but it's rampant in leadership. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stop acting like a lot of these leaders are not crazy. <laughs> That's right. When they are, That's right. when they want to call everybody else mentally disabled, no. That's right. That's right. It's happening That's from right. the top down. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. So where there's no accountability and no transparency, these are the things that happen daily. That could be anybody's kid. That's so right. when we're, right. you know, the year is getting close to ending and we have to really take an inventory of what's going on, you know, not only in our community, but when we're driving down these streets, when we're, you know, when we pay, we, come on now, we are paying their salaries, right? We are, we are the bosses, I thought, when you pay somebody's salary. So, you know, who is in charge? You know, the police chief is uh, um, put in place by the mayor, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so these are things people need to look at. You, Where's the mayor on, this kind of, on these conversations? Uh, where's the police chief on this kind con these conversations, you know, on these things like this? Where is the prosecutor on things like this? I, I see Paula had put on when is Kim Wordy's um, term is up? I think, I don't know. I'm, it's probably another year or two before she's up. Somebody voted her in again, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, yeah, she was, uh, she, she, she was reelected in 2020. Yeah, we shouldn't be even having this conversation. Yeah, you asked where are these people at? The, they've been elected, they've been put in position to be the gatekeepers. See, we got mm -hmm. to go back to slavery, right? Because they was put in position to keep us in check. Mm -hmm. Right. We want right. to know why Duggan ain't paying attention because he already got the gatekeepers on the job. Right. They do what they're supposed to do, lock us up, throw away the key, mm -hmm. guilty before anything else. Mm -hmm. it, it's, 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 when people say that it's, it we, it's a broken system. No, it's not. Actually, it works just the way they planned it. Mm -hmm. It works just the way they planned it. Mm -hmm. So how do you reform mm -hmm. that? How do you reform that? Because to me, that means that the foundation is very rickety. And anything that you put on top of it is going to come crashing down once that foundation disintegrates. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't yeah. reform that. You got to tear mm -hmm. that all apart. Even up to the Constitution, the Constitution says that we was three-fifths less than a person. Three-fifths less true. than, it was, it was ratified in, what was it, 1865. Three, so then we got people that be saying, and I, when they say it, I laugh, we got to go back to what our forefathers wanted. Ah, uh, because when, when the forefathers wanted something, that, that didn't look too well for me. 
Ain't to look too mm-hmm. well for people that look like you and I, you know. So mm-hmm. we gotta get clear about all of these things that we we want to do and understand the root, understand mm-hmm. you know the foundation. Because if we can rebuild the foundation, then mm-hmm. whatever we're doing will be able to stand. Yeah. So you guys, um, let's leave on a higher note. Um, but what I want to say before we leave is we we have to get a focus, right? Mm-hmm. We have to get a focus. We can't keep looking at all this stuff that's going on. We see on TV for three minutes, and then once it's gone, we on the next thing smoking. We have mm-hmm. to really mm-hmm. come together. I think yeah. that's what Reverend Ed, Ed Pinkney said before he left. We have mm-hmm. to come together. Mm-hmm. Like we, yeah. It can't be an individual thing. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. to join together for everybody because if we join yeah. together, we are helping all the individuals that mm-hmm. need our help. Mm-hmm. You know, these wrongful convictions, yeah. wrongful arrests, mm-hmm. it's too much. It's right. too much. And this mm-hmm. system is ridiculous. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to put these last few mm-hmm. comments. Uh, uh, Attorney Hugo Matt, what would you like to leave us with before we leave this week? Well, I want to say, first and foremost, the fact that we keep coming back, we keep coming back, we keep coming back. I'm telling you, all y'all are warriors, you know, and 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 freedom fighters. All y'all keep coming back, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading in scripture about there was a wicked king. And the woman came to him and said, give me justice. Go and get away from me now. Go on, girl. Go on, go on, girl. Get away. Get away. But uh-huh. she kept coming back and he said, you know what? I'm going to give this woman what she wants because she really bugging the heck out of me. Mm-hmm. If, if for no other reason to get her out of here. And what I'm mm-hmm. saying is when we speak up, when I see Trisha speaking up, Reverend Tia, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Allie Hughes, you know, uh-huh. Jay Love, Barack, we're showing them we, yeah. we're not going nowhere. You're not mm-hmm. fitting to run us off. And, you know, right. you know, I. I was in the Washtenaw County Courthouse uh, mm-hmm. the other day mm-hmm. on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was looking at the floor. If you've ever been in there, it, it's a it's mm-hmm. a glossy, shiny floor, like it's well waxed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. in the hallway going down by Judge Kunke's, uh courtroom, right? So I'm sitting there in the hallway on the bench, and I'm just looking at the floor. And I say, you know what? They need to really polish this floor because I see smudges on this floor. You know, it smudges in here, right? It's like somebody did a really poor job. And then I look and say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. These aren't smudges. These are letters. These are letters. Somebody, some great soul, some group of people had written Black Lives Matter right in the middle of that hallway. (laughs) Right in the middle of that hallway. Whoever those geniuses were, I love you, I love you, I love you. So somehow the county, I don't know, they tried to get it up or whatever it is. I don't know how these geniuses did it, but I guess they tried to polish over it or whatever. But you can still see, you can still see it. You can still. So, Trisha, I don't know if this is your handiwork. or <laughs> No, there was a a group called Reclaim. They did a project to uh, project art. And so what they did was um, we have some uh, 
pictures of the murals that we did on the wall. They probably took them down now because it sounds like they took the mural down too. And then the group that did it, they had the mural put down right there in that same hallway where all the artwork was. And they did a big showcase, had some dance, spoken word. It was really, really nice, but it sounded like they back to business as usual. Yes, and you know, Trishay, I say God bless them and God bless you and the rest of y'all because the Lord spoke to me, said, boy, look at that again. That, that ain't no smudge where somebody done forgot to wax. Those are, and you know, you know, Jay Love and Tia, if you could see it, it would just blow your mind because no matter what they try to do to erase that, I don't know if they'll ever get that up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to tell the young ladies that that led that project. I'm going to have to call him and get a good laugh in tomorrow about that. <laughs> yeah, please, please do. Please do. <laughs> What's funny is, is we knew it was Trishay's work. We knew she would know. But she knew about it. She knew about it. <laughs> it, it yeah, so. she, she knew about it. She knew about it. It was beautiful. It was just beautiful. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, you know, love is the greatest force on the face of the earth and in the universe, you know, and we don't lose our love, saints. We we, we don't lose our love, you know, you know, because God is love. Mm -hmm. God is love, you know, and I love all y'all. We love you, too. Yeah. Attorney Matt, what build? Paula wants to know what building is that in? Oh, the, the Washtenaw County Courthouse, the corner of Maine and Huron, second floor. <laughs> Get off that elevator and turn left. And when you say they need to fire these maintenance people, they need to fire these, these janitors and sanitation people. They don't need to fire nobody. They need to hire whoever did that. That's what they need to do. <laughs> so look at it closely. You'll think it's a smudge, but it's not. Those are letters. Those are letters. That's awesome. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Go ahead, Trisha. <laughs> um. Again, we cannot take credit for that. Uh, we were not in on the actual <laughs> words down there, uh, but we were able to be a part of the, the wonderful <laughs> showcase. It was real, it was really beautiful. So if you guys didn't see it, it was put on by I want to say Youth Arts Alliance, and um they really did a fabulous, fabulous job on, on that showcase. And I'm cracking up. I'm gonna have to go down there and take a picture. <laughs> So we can see, see, you know, they try to erase us, but we will not. We will not back down. Racism. We will not back down to exploitation. We will you heard not you right. That's all I got. What you gonna do? I hope you'll stand too, because that's what we need right now. Amen. Amen. Oh, Amen. <laughs> Amen. Oh, and wait. In alignment with my sister and my brother and with <laughs> Jay Love, I just want to tell y'all we have power. You are right. not powerless. Do not render yourself powerless at all. You are equipped to handle everything, everything that comes to you. And listen, there is that spirit inside of you who will direct you in the small things. Listen to that spirit. Get your Amen. family right. back. Get your family back. 
be educated, speak out, teach others, and do whatever it is that you're called to do and do it with all your might and be determined that you will not back down. Amen. Amen. Yes, thank you, Reverend Tia. So, yes, you guys. So, it is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love and respect each other because we have nothing to lose but our chains. Our chains, that's right. Yeah, so we'll see you next week <laughs> for a turn in a moment into a movement. Until then, have a hey. good weekend. What do you want to say, Attorney Matt? Black Lives Matter. Yes. Hey, look here. <laughs> don't don't take my word for it. Go down to the Washtenaw County Courthouse, the second floor. Take that left off the elevator because I would not lie to y'all. I said I would not lie to y'all. You know, it's right there. And like and like Trisha said, they may try to push us around, but you ain't gonna rub us out because we still gonna be there. Hey Trisha, yeah. go on and check it out, Trisha. You'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> 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 I see justice is doing better, Trisha. <laughs> All right, you guys. It's been okay. wonderful. We've been on for a minute. So we're going to say good night, everybody. Right. God bless night. you. Night.